0: Hi guys, and welcome to the Fail Fighters podcast, a show that's all about learning from your mistakes. My name is Carrie James, and I'm your host for the day. And today we're gonna to be talking to Miss Cielo Superticioso, a cancer survivor, about her battle with cancer and how she used the experience to overcome and also to create a community about cancer and about overcoming the, the beast. So it's gonna be a really good show today. I'm really excited to be sharing with you guys. In this talk, we're gonna be chatting about what it's like to validate an experience such as getting diagnosed with a you know a terminal illness, and then also what you have to do, the steps you need to take after you are diagnosed. So it's uh, a lot of really exciting stuff that's going to be being shared today, and we're excited to have Miss Cielo along. So go ahead and sit back, and relax, and get ready for a good show. Let me go ahead and introduce Miss Cielo Super today on the Fail Fighters Podcast, how's it going today, Cielo?
1: Hello, Carrie. Thank you so much for that very nice introduction. Although this is my second experience for podcasting, this is a little bit nerve-wracking because we're live now, but I'll try my best to share about my life story and my cancer journey.
0: Awesome. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I mean, doing it live versus doing it in person. It's just I I feel like there's a more like raw energy you get when you do things (laughs) live. And people can actually feel you know, the what what you're putting out there. But thank you so much for joining us. I've been hearing about what you've been doing with the Cancer Voice Asia and the Cancer Voice NGO for quite some time now and how you're really uh, you're making gaining a lot of momentum in the cancer or in the world of people that are struggling with cancer and battling cancer. So I know that you, you have a pretty interesting story because a few people that I've talked to that know you have, uh, have actually told me. So you have a reputation for being somewhat of a badass in the cancer world. We're really, really excited to hear you tell this story. But first of all, tell me, how about just, just to help the audience get to know you, tell us something that uh, most people don't know about you. Do you have any hidden talents or or something like that?
1: Well, um, most people don't know about
0: me. Yeah.
1: Uh, if well, I came here as a teacher. I've been I've been living and working here in Vietnam for six years. I live in the Philippines and decided to open my horizon and see what more opportunity I can explore here in Vietnam until. Three years later, I did not expect that I will be diagnosed with this rare kind of cancer. It's called rare because it's not really familiar. It's not the common kind of cancer like lung or breast cancer or prostate. So it was about me as just a very, just a humble, just a teacher and a person who loves to rebook bookish and loves to write a new that's one of the reasons why I started my blog after I was able to complete my treatment after a year
0: Okay. Okay. So yeah. So you, you originally came from the Philippines and like a lot of expats I know in, in the region and like everybody's, I feel like everybody's moving to Southeast Asia these days to live their dream. And your, your original dream was to be teaching. And then you end up having this unexpected event occur of being diagnosed with a rare form of cancer. And you turn that into what is today the, the Cancer Voice Asia and then the Cancer Voice blog and also the Cancer Voice NGO. We could definitely jump into those. i want I want to hear more about those here soon, but first, I guess it's it's a good idea to go ahead and tell us a little bit about your what was it like when you what what was going on in your world when you were first diagnosed?
1: Mixed emotions and a lot of uncertainties and and death. I think it's not only me whenever someone realized or the doctor, Will give the final diagnosis that you have a cancer. There is the thought that cannot be avoided to every cancer patients or cancer survivor, like, "Oh my fucking hell! Am I going to die?" And I even imagine already, I was imagining or picturing out myself inside a coffin. So the feelings, emotions, uh, I think all the emotions came out especially the negative ones but I tried to not to focus on that and even though it's very difficult cancer is very isolating I did isolate myself from people because I think they will not understand even though they they think cancer is deadly I isolate myself despite I did that quietly I, did things to help myself, such as self advocacy. I did research to help my doctor, to work with my doctor since I was diagnosed in Vietnam. And I want to know also what is happening inside me. So until they realize I need to face cancer, I need to move on with cancer. So, yeah, that's what I did.
0: Wow. Okay. So it was, uh, it sounds like it was a pretty traumatic experience, right?
1: Yes. Pretty traumatic. That's why having PTSD for five months, it's just the the result of this traumatic experience that most of cancer patients, I, I believe, experience that as well.
0: Okay. So when, when you first realized that, that, it was happening you your whole system was shocked you were in a state of trauma and what was what was like the first what was the first action you took when you were like okay i'm not going to let this beat me i'm i'm going to you know i'm going to kick this thing's ass what well, what did you do
1: i don't i don't uh, usually go to anyone i want to figure it out myself so as i've said earlier that I isolated myself and I could not avoid that people will not understand me. And uh, I thought that time during that time, they should feel sorry or work for me, but I hate to be self pitted by other people. So I think, uh, while I was listening to your introduction, uh, I must agree that it was cancer experience that really changed my life. And that made me into a different person with a change perspective, especially positive perspective in life after beating cancer.
0: Okay, and and how like how long did it take? Like how did you? What was the? I guess what you would call in the trenches. So it's you were diagnosed, and then they had you. Were you doing like chemo or or how did this?
1: Well, I was diagnosed January 2016. It was it was. um, Prognosis first. Okay. I went to one of the clinics here in District 7. And, um, and that's I in visited, Saigon, right? Yes, it is oh. Saigon. Okay. I visited the doctor twice. And it was so scary because the doctor just simply told me that go to the hospital this day and have a surgery. So that really freaks me out. So from that day, I did my own research. But I make sure that I let my doctor know here that. I do my research and I share to you so that we can work together. Despite of, I could not think really well because of the the fact that I have a cancer already, but I really try to be focused on what's the best option I can do at the moment and to live live in the present. So January 2016, I was diagnosed with a soft tissue tumor on my upper right thigh until i i i carefully did my own research and shared it to my doctor i followed the recommendation of my doctor and went to the hospital and it's weird that after my surgery i did not stay in the hospital i went I, because i don't want to stay. i hate hospitals and i went out the next day and went to to work
0: mm. okay so you went to work and then it was uh it was like What did it feel when you went to like back into the normal world? Did you feel like a different person or?
1: Not yet. Not yet. I'm still in the moment that everything is uncertain because it's just a surgery. And then I did do chemotherapy, which is I'm glad I haven't experienced that. Uh, What I had was radiation therapy that burned my skin and gave me a big wound. But I did that in the Philippines.
0: In the Philippines? So Okay. Yes.
1: I went back after my surgery, I went back to the Philippines. But before going I went back to the Philippines, I there there were two weeks hiatus or gap. In Vietnam my mind is not really clear. It's kind of foggy. Mm-hmm. So I I went to Hong Kong for two weeks. And there I stayed with my best friend and I tried to live a life like forget what happened in Vietnam and um, let's live a life here in Hong Kong that, that I'm not sick. And then after two weeks, I'm going to face again the reality and went back to the Philippines to prepare my tr- for my treatment. I have 30 sessions of uh, radiation therapy, 30 days. And those are the two treatments that the doctor gave me. And I'm glad that my fear before the surgery, there are many things that come inside my mind, like, am I going to die? Or my legs will be amputated. This is scary. But I'm really glad that did not happen.
0: Okay, so they caught it early enough to where you didn't have to, where it didn't get too crazy, is what you're saying.
1: Well, I have a tumor removal. Okay. For cancer, interacting with different cancer patients online, because we have a lot of support groups for cancer survivors and patients, cancer is different from uh, every person who have it.
0: Okay.
1: I will just give a very quick and clear example. My tumor was found out around 10 or 11 months while well, it was growing slowly and during the beginning of this lump that grew in my skin i really have no idea that it was tumor already right? but it was discovered almost a year they said it's early detection but i also heard from other people that sharing their experience in another support group cancer support group she she had this early detection with their cancer with the same diagnosis with mine, but the doctor told her to amputate he, her leg. So I was really shocked and surprised, like, why? So as as I've said, every cancer patient, um, this is only my opinion. I'm not basing on the medical facts. Every cancer patient has different cancer experience. I believe that when someone has cancer, even if it's malignant, if it's not that their their time to to leave this earth it's not impossible to to continue life a new life after cancer and second no matter what is our lifestyle uh, i do believe that each person has a different dna so whether this person a and person b both have very not unhealthy lifestyle, but this person doesn't have cancer. This person has cancer. I think it's because of our DNA and plus the external factors that makes our cancer cells trigger. Whether it's stress or yeah, lifestyle. So okay, so we don't have different ex- same experience with cancer.
0: Okay, yeah. So it's very different from person to person, depending on the the genetics and and all that from what it sounds like is is the one one of the commonalities between people that do battle cancer is you know their their drive and it sounds like you figured out this this drive to to overcome it i'm sure not of course all people overcome it but you were able to to how how did you overcome it that's basically what i'm what i'm curious is like how did you fight this
1: well there is a a very popular Uh, It's a cliche that least everyone, some people say it's all in the mindset and actually uh, bump into another cancer blogger. His page name is, um, it's all in the mindset. And for me, I'm also a firm believer of uh, having a strong mindset, but I will not promote that. I will not share to everyone that I was strong because I was totally weak. I was helpless when I had cancer. But I think what helped me to deal and cope up with this terrible experience and traumatic experience is I did validate my current situation. I did validate my emotion. So during cancer journey, I know that this was difficult. I know that I was um, uh, anxious or uncertain. I did not try to Avoid these emotions and feelings. I think that is one of the things that helped me. Second, as I've said, I did self advocacy and uh, I did my research. I did not. I did not uh, stop that after my surgery. I keep reading books. I keep reading articles. I keep watching uh, YouTube videos, especially TED Talk. Third, I I wrote. I write a journal that really helps me. Writing is not for everyone, but writing for me is thera- therapeutic. So that's how I overcome.
0: That's awesome, and I love how 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 you knew that, how clear that was. It's like so you you first you validated, it, you said it's there, you you gave it a name. Second was what was the second one? So you you basically so you were journaling, I, and then what else did you do? Know?
1: Second is I I still want to explore more about this world of cancer. Okay. It's hmm. not because I'm done with it. I want to know deeper and 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 story from other people experiences i educate myself okay about the well cancer
0: yeah so so validate educate and and then share and then share okay cool so that's so so basically at this point your story you've gotten to the point where you're you're in the in the depth of your you know uh, cancer treatment, and you've gave it a name, you know everything you can know about it, and you start to see some good results, and then you created a blog. And tell tell us about uh, how did you create this blog? Like what was the goal of the the Cancer Voice blog?
1: When I thought that to myself, what if I will start a blog? Because I keep writing about my cancer ju- uh, journey in a journal. And I share it to some, some of my journal, I share it to, to support group, cancer support groups that I, I'm with, or I belong with that also help me to understand about cancer journey. And after a year, after I, I can say I completely beat cancer. And then after my treatment, I thought my battle is done. I have a new battle it's ptsd or post traumatic stress syndrome which i i might i may say that ptsd is as as difficult as cancer mm. i thought i'm done so it took me one year to decide that i will start a blog the reason why i started a blog is to simply share about my journey how difficult the life of a person with cancer how how bleak how dark and how isolating this this is one of the reasons as well to make people aware and perhaps there might be a perfect person that could empathize if they know someone maybe a friend or a love loved one that has cancer. It's not easy to empathize to a person with cancer because we might be pissed off, like you are sick, and why you're acting like that. This okay, not, uh, it's always happened.
0: Basically, the the goal was to to get people to understand, to to be able to understand what it's like, and to be able to help other people. If they if they know you, then they can help other people with the same thing. And they can, you know, yes. put themselves in in their shoes. So, how did it go? How was the how did how did the blog take off?
1: Well, from the first to one and a half years of writing articles, it gave me the realization to start a new quest in life. It gave it gave me a purpose in life, and. It leads me into a more purposeful life so starting blog for one and a half year during the time I keep on writing there every month or every week a there are no days that I don't write things about cancer experiences or even the mental health issues that is always connected with a cancer uh, journey
0: yeah. And and I think that's a really good point that you bring up is that there's, it's, it's so much more than just your body being sick. It's, it's a whole, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole, your whole being is shook when you're all of a sudden your life is threatened. And that's a big takeaway that, that like that, even, you know, I know people in, in my family, they've, they've experienced cancer in different forms and it's rough on them. But at the same time, I never really gave it as much thought in terms of the, the amount of mental Stress that goes along with it, and how it just completely transforms your, you know, your whole psyche. So you, you I would definitely say that you, you're doing your job well because you've already educated uh, me and the Fail Fighters audience on the fact that yeah, PTSD is a thing that happens when somebody gets cancer. So what's what's going on in the world of of of, of like the the NGO that you work with? So it's the Cancer Voice. The Cancer Voice is the NGO. The Cancer
1: Voice, yes, okay. in Vietnam. I started the Cancer Voice Asia blog uh, around August 2017. I was still teaching that time. And as as I've said, the only desire I want is I want to share my experiences with cancer until I became more committed and determined to start a campaign to strengthen the Cancer Awareness in Asia. After few months, uh, March 2018, I'm very inquisitive. I was wondering, what, how's the cancer cases here in Vietnam? But unfortunately, we could not find a lot of articles about Vietnam cancer cases. So I said to myself, I want to be in the community where people have, have cancer. So I okay, I bumped into this Vietnamese lady that visits can, uh, children with cancer in one of the hospitals here in Saigon. And from that day, the fir- very first visit I did last March, 2018, I was shocked and surprised what what's happening inside the hospital. And my heart sank, which after my visit, I have to chill and unwind because I said, if I want to do this, if I want to start my pay forward project with, uh, after I beat cancer, I need to be ready and I need not to be too much emotionally attached with this project. Okay. Yeah. So with the help of other two very special friends, Vietnamese, we officially launched the Cancer Voice Vietnam in 2018, and gradually, in a in a little way, in a in a little little gifts that we could give them. We did not we have we did not attempt to quit to do uh, doing this until the day until the Cancer Voice gradually grow as well in terms of numbers and in terms of giving awareness to everyone, especially to the Vietnamese people here in Saigon.
0: Okay, the, the thing that stuck out most to me when you were talking was really the uh the emo- emotional disattachment. Tell tell us more about that. So like basically if you want to go far or if you want to do more, you have to feel less. It's kind of like you, you have to you have to be less attached to the the outcome. So so how did that play out?
1: What what I'm trying to say to be not to be emotionally attached. Every time when we visit every year the hospital with these kids. I always feel the only feeling that I feel now is different from the very first day that I went there. It's It, it looks traumatic as well. And uh, there are many different types of anyone can be a volunteer, but I think to be a volunteer in this specific organization, um, helping or boosting the morale of the cancer children or the parents is a little bit depressing so if i wanted to continue this i need to be a little bit stoic but not in helping and not in caring and not uh not in making some ideas with the rest of my um, cancer voice team what else are do we need to do to help uh, these kids it's just taking care of my emotions and to always check because if i'm not going to check my emotions or feelings probably me or the rest of the members of the cancer voice will not be able to to continue with this because every time when you go to the hospital with these children with cancer it's always heartbreaking and depressing
0: okay yeah and it's it's uh, you can't let that get you down right Okay. So that's, I mean, it's, I'd love to draw parallels between that and like somebody starting a business for the, you know, in the fail fighters community, but that's totally, totally different world. But I do think that the, the general, you know, population can take, you know, take note of the fact that like, whatever you're doing, you have to check your emotions, whatever you're trying to accomplish, you need to keep your emotions in check and you need to be aware of them because that's, that's the first step is to be like, okay, I'm affected by this situation. This is making me, you know, it's it's a it's a very serious situation. It's, it's it's making me feel a certain way, but just to have that awareness of the emotion and to to utilize it and to, to take I, advantage, I agree. take advantage of the situation in the best way possible.
1: I totally agree with you, Carrie. And in any aspect, maybe um, cancer experience will be uh, quite different and far context from other aspects of life, but to just to think of the lessons, it might be applicable to other aspects of life, whether in business, in personal life relationship with other people, and also a personal relationship with inside.
0: Right. You know, I think it's, I think it's hard for, for most people to talk about this kind of stuff, to talk about death and dying and what it's like for some people, you know, like that that it's actually taking place, like cancer is a thing that exists, and people are dealing with this every day of their life. And I feel like a lot of times we, we don't, you know, like the general population, they don't like to talk about this kind of stuff, because it hurts, and it creates these emotions that that they're just not comfortable with. So I really, really appreciate having you on the show to share this with people so they can get a little bit of insight to what's really going on. And the people that are really out there, you know, fighting and battling, you said before when we were we were discussing that you are currently working on a project about helping out with people that that, that weren't able to, to, to fully, you know, recover from their cancer. So tell us a little more about that.
1: As you mentioned before this question, that I was able to grab in it's similar with I was able to get this courage to share to people. I think the most important point if you if you want if someone wants wanted to be healed, completely healed by the past, healed by the traumatic past, or whatever term, uh, turmoils or difficult experiences, whether in sickness or di- or other difficulties or problems in the past, it's really good to share the story. That is one of the ways of healing, and um, that's why when someone asks me if they realize. If If I was able to start sharing that I'm a cancer survivor, they always try to be, to be polite and ask me, is it okay if you don't mind if you want to share more. I, I, I'm so happy and I'm glad to share about my, my, my cancer journey because this helped me before to, to move on and to, to be completely healed. Because if I'm going to isolate these feelings inside uh, probably I will still resent and I will still live in the past. So I always, it's not easy to tell the people, share your story. So I always respect also other cancer survivors and patients. If I invite them to my own website or blog as well to have an interview, I to totally respect healing takes a process, whatever healing you, you may want to experience. It always takes a process. So
0: yeah. Okay, and this is your process. So this is, uh, it's it's cool to be a part of it. Very, yeah. very grateful for that. So you're, I think you said before, it was the project that you're working on now is to, basically, if people want to get involved with what you're doing now, is there's the uh, the current campaign that you're running.
1: Oh, yes, yes. Thank you for mentioning that, Carrie. The Cancer Voice in Vietnam, especially in Saigon, we have two major campaigns. The Cancer Voice Vietnam has been running for already two years. We will be on our second year this March and um we realize that there are more things that we can do. So one of my um, um the Cancer Boys co founder, Jamie nguyen thought about this very amazing idea how to reach out or help and how uh, the community can help the kids with cancer. So we call this campaign, Goodbye Little Angel. So from the word itself, it's self-explanatory. This campaign is about the um, children who unfortunately pass away. And with their untimely passing away, they're uh, still unfortunate not to, to be able to afford the cost of their funeral. The Cancer Rights Vietnam is a still a small organization, and but we try to help as as far as I, we could. We uh, at the moment we have at least more than fifty cases of children since last year that we reach out and help with this campaign. So um, we would like also to share this with people that uh, we did this already, and we try our best to provide minimum amount for their funeral cost at the same time to save a memory of the children who pass away we gave them a small box of uh, special gift for the parents or the family that okay. was left
0: and uh just one more time the, the name of that it's goodbye little angels
1: goodbye little angel
0: Okay. Yeah. So guys, if you are, if you're listening out there and you do want to get involved with, with what CL is doing and you want to help the families that have been dealing with children that have, you know, uh, had children that had cancer that didn't unfortunately make it, they have, they have fees that they have to pay for funerals. And that's, that's the reality of the situation. And I'm glad to hear that somebody's stepping up and, you know, trying to help out with that. And it's it's you and your team at the Cancer Voice Asia. And if you guys want to go ahead and uh, you could you could like and comment and 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 check out and follow what's going on with the Cancer Voice Asia. It's really fi- easy to find on Facebook, and you could also uh, send Missyelo uh, a friend request as well to uh, see if you can get involved. So um, we really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing your journey and sharing what you're doing with with the cancer community in Vietnam and we hope to have you back again sometime thanks for coming on the show
1: and thank you as well Carrie, and also to Sama it's always a pleasure to share something to the community and we would like to make everyone involved with this and thank you so much for having me here in your show
0: all right we'll talk to you again guys Wow, guys, a lot to unpack there. That was a really interesting conversation. I mean, the amount of energy that she's put into to overcoming her experience with cancer has been just phenomenal. And it's it's moments like this that we can either allow it to define us and break us down, or we can use it to recreate ourselves and build ourselves back up again. So a couple of the things that I really enjoyed, the key takeaways that, that Missiello talked about, was the need for sometime distance, distancing yourselves from your emotions about a situation. And she said it was basically like an emotional attachment that you have when you're dealing with people that are that are actually dying, you you can't let yourself get caught up in the feeling. And I think this applies for many of us in, in everything that we do, be it our, our everyday lives, when we're, you know, in traffic, getting cut off, to dealing with, you know, the death of a loved one. I mean it's, it's much better to stop and pause and allow the emotion to, to come and be present rather than just letting it affect you and letting it take over. So definitely keep your emotions in check. It's good to experience them and process them. But at the same time, sometimes you got you to gotta go ahead and you know, keep fighting forward and not allowing it to overcome you so that you can do the job that you need to do so you can take care of the business that you need to take care of. The second thing that she said is that she, after she experienced her, her diagnosis, she decided to educate herself. So she became basically an expert on the subject of cancer. And that's huge. That's something that, that you know, it's, if, whether you're dealing with a cancer diagnosis or whether you're dealing with getting your ass kicked in business, anything like that, it's best to educate yourself as much as possible about the situation rather than just moving blindly forward and, and allowing it to overtake you. And the last piece that I thought was really interesting, the key takeaway, was that Celo suggested journaling and how journaling helped her to process the information and to process what she was experiencing to overcome the subsequent PTSD that she experienced. And. I'm not sure if you guys do this out there, but but I personally, I journal when I'm dealing with all of my, my endeavors on a daily basis. I try to journal as much as possible just to get the thoughts out of your head and on paper. And that's really big key takeaway. And it's really important, you know, for anybody that's trying to do multiple things at once or that's just trying to deal with heavy stuff. So keep a journal handy and, you know, see, see what kind of magic it can work for you. And with that being said, guys, we really appreciate you you coming on the show and and listening to the show. And we'd like to hear from you. Our goal is to make this a place for people to come so they can really get the confidence and the motivation to go out there and, and kick ass at whatever projects that they're starting, be it in business, sports, family, whatever it is. So we need to hear from you and we need to know what you think about what we're doing. So go ahead and check out our Facebook at facebook.com slash and like comment, post message, whatever you need to do. We want to hear from you and see what you think about the show. And if there's anybody that you'd like to be on the podcast, then feel free to tag them or throw them out there in a personal message. And that's it for the show today. And as always guys, keep failing forward.